I've got a question. Careful how you answer it. Do I really need to preach after watching the videos? Who thinks yes? Oh, dear. One, thank you. You get an extra hot cross bun afterwards. Who thinks I don't need to preach? Yeah, we got a few over there. Yeah, the corner over there. Well, here we are. What a great day, isn't it? Come on, let's wake up a bit. Let's uh, shake the dust off. And our theme is a new hope. Rob Whitehouse, when we talk of a new hope, what comes to mind first? Star Wars, thank you. Any other Star Wars nerds here that thought of that? Yeah, okay. Well, we're not going to talk about Star Wars. I've got no lessons to take from that. But anyway, a new hope. Why do we need a new hope? Well, normally it's because the old hope was a bit of a disappointment. It's a bit like being a West Ham supporter, isn't it, Laurie? You think that this year you've got this hope that you're going to be up, maybe the top five, maybe even the top four, Europe next year, and you end up in a relegation battle once again. Mind you, we're not alone. I think Liverpool supporters probably need a new hope as well. What do you think, Phil? Yeah. We need a new hope when the old hope has become a bit of a disappointment. It hasn't given what it promised. So how does that work out in our walk with God, in knowing God, in getting eternal life? Why do we need a new hope for that? Well, I think that in pretty much every human being in the DNA, there's something which says you've got to do stuff to get right with God. I think that's there. And I think if we were to look into our own souls, we might see that lurking around in the darkness as well. We need to do things to put things right with God. It may be carrying out some kind of religious duties to maybe get God to smile at us. It could be obeying religious laws. It could be avoiding certain foods, wearing certain clothes. It could be following a moral code. It could be doing good works to build up our credit in heaven, or it could be trying to get the balance right. I'm doing a bit more good than bad, so when it comes to the final judgment, I've got a little bit more on my side to get me into heaven. These are kind of hopes which are real to an awful lot of people, and probably, if we're honest, somewhere down inside here, we may be having that kind of stuff as well. Right underneath all our good theology, right at the bottom there, we always seem to be thinking, I've got to do a bit more to please God. Now, the problem with that is, how do you know if you've done enough? How can I tell if I've done more good works than bad works? Is my definition of good the same as God's definition? Is my definition of bad the same as God's definition of bad? You can never know. And so it's a hope in something which isn't guaranteed. You're looking at, well, I hope that when the day comes, I'm going to be in good stead with God. I've done enough. But I'm not totally sure. Now, that's heavy, isn't it? Shall we cheer things up a bit? Good. Well, actually, we're not yet. Let's, um, let's just take it a little bit heavier. It's good, this. But it does get better, honest. It's a day of hope. But we've got to look at why the old hope is rubbish and doesn't work, okay? Is God smiling at us? 
Well, we'll see. Yes, he is. Isaiah 59.2 says that our sins have built a barrier between us and God. We are separated from him because of our sin. Now, sin is one of those words which is, oh, we don't want to talk about that. But basically, it's where we miss the mark. Now, can anyone here put their hand up and say, I didn't sin this week? Good. That's good. We're all looking at the same place. We all sin. And the Bible says that because we sin, we're separated from God. And to make things even worse, we're really getting down into the depths of depression here. And, you know, it's, oh, man, come on. Let's get things moving up again. This is the last bit, okay? In Isaiah 64, 6, God says that all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Or what he's saying is that when we try and resolve things, when we try and gain favor with God by doing good works, religious activities, we're actually getting better, but actually we're not. We're getting worse. It's like you look at the floor and you see a few spots of dirt on the floor. You think, I need to clean that. And you get a cloth and you start cleaning it, but the cloth is absolutely filthy. And the more you try and use it, the worse it gets. And when we try and justify ourselves before God with good works, with religious activities, anything like that, to try and win God's favor, we're actually making things worse. Now that's a downer, isn't it? You see it? It's a downer. So let's get some good news. Come on, who wants good news? Come on, right. So, I'm not used to using paper. Right. 1 Peter 3 to 5. This is our text for today. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Thank you. Come on. When Jesus died on the cross, or just before he died, he said, it is finished. And that was it, job done. Our salvation was complete when Jesus said, it is finished. We don't need to keep straining and striving and stressing out to get accepted by God, to get forgiven by God, because it already happened 2,000 years ago. Jesus did it on the cross. The Bible says that on the cross... The one who knew no sin, that's Jesus, he became sin for us. So he took on himself all of that rubbish that separated us from God. Everything, all our shame, our guilt, our hurts, our pain, everything that kept us away from God, Jesus took it on himself on the cross. And in exchange, he gave us his righteousness. That's right standing with God. The barrier was removed. The way to God was made through the work of Jesus on the cross. We have a new hope, which has actually already happened. We hope not in possibly in the future. We hope in what's already happened all those years ago in Jerusalem. When Jesus died and when he rose again, defeating death, that was it. Job 
done. Salvation is available for everyone. The way to God is open. There's no doubts. Why put your trust in something so shaky as your own good works? Why, why try and build your own ladder to heaven but you're already standing on sinking sand? It's ridiculous. It doesn't work. But the cross is rock solid. It's solid ground where we meet God, where love and mercy are found for us. So when we put our trust in Jesus rather than, uh, rather than in our own good works or whatever, that's being called born again. Who's been born again here? Yeah, that's good. It's good, isn't it? Isn't it good being born again? New life in Jesus, forgiveness, the old has gone, the new has come. Hallelujah. It's great. And it was done at Jesus. But what we hear, read here as well is that our salvation is secure. It's being held in the most secure vault in the universe, and that's in heaven. It's an eternal inheritance that no one can steal or destroy. It belongs to us in Christ Jesus. God holds it for us in heaven where no one can come close. We're secure. Jesus said that those who belong to him are held secure in his hands and no one and nothing can snatch us from him. And the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, that all these, this list of things that we might think could separate us from God and at the end of this long list, Paul says, but no, actually, there's nothing, absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It's secure. It started back 2,000 years ago at the cross and the empty tomb, and it carries right the way through to eternity. And if your hope is in Jesus and not in yourself, then you've got a real living relationship with God. You don't need to stress out. You don't need to worry, have I done enough? Am I really secure in this walk with God? That's good news, I think. There's a rest. The Bible says there's a rest for those who are in Jesus. For those who have accepted Jesus, there's a rest. You don't need to labor, to strive to get it right with God. It's done for you. And maybe what I've said this afternoon resonates with some here. Maybe you're a Christian, but you recognize somewhere deep down below your orthodox theology, there's something else which is saying, actually, you haven't done enough. Actually, you know, you should have prayed more this week. You should have been reading your Bible more. You should, definitely shouldn't have done that. Now you're in big trouble. Maybe you're carrying that kind of stuff with you. God doesn't want you to have that. Jesus said, come to me if you're weary, if you're tired, if you're heavy laden. I'll give you rest. And that rest is the certainty that we're right with God. That we're good with God because of what he's done, not because of what we may or may not do. If you don't know Jesus, he calls you as well. He says, come to me and rest. Stop believing or trusting in what you might be able to do to put things right with God. Come to me, I'll give you rest. 
I'll take your sin away. I'll get rid of it. I'll leave it at the cross and I'll give you my life. Purity, righteousness. So maybe these words are resonating in your heart at the moment. So we're going to do an altar call, but it's going to be a bit different. If you're able to, could you stand up? Now this is good because nobody's embarrassed because we're all stood up together. And I want to say from the start, this thing about right at the bottom somewhere in our soul still having this thought that I've got to do something, I see it in myself. So I'm stood here as someone who constantly tries to overcome this. So we're going to pray. If you're a Christian, then it's simply recognizing, I can see this in me. I can see this thing that says I've got to do stuff to keep on the right track with God. And we're going to pray about that. If you're not a Christian, or if maybe you thought you were a Christian, but you just discovered you're not, then this is a chance for you to say, Lord, I can can see that actually I've been trying to do this in my own strength and I can't. I've been trusting in good works. I've been trusting in my parents taking me to church. I've been trusting in religious stuff, but it doesn't work. And so now I want to come to Jesus and I want salvation. I want to be put right. So if that doesn't apply to you, you can sit down if you want. It's clever, isn't it? If it does apply to you, then that's good. Thank you for being honest. Stay stood up. And we're going to pray, okay? I'm going to, make, I'm going to say a prayer, and if it's real for you, then please say amen at the end of it, okay? I'll make it clear. I'll say amen myself first, and you can say amen. So let's pray. Father, we see that so often we try and earn your favor through following rules and regulations or some kind of moral code. Lord, we try to reach heaven on a stepladder and we don't get anywhere near. We try, Lord, to use those filthy rags to justify ourselves before you and it just makes the situation worse. Lord, we are sorry. We ask forgiveness, Lord, where we've gone along with these thoughts, with these attitudes, with these things that we think might put us right with you, but actually drive us further away. Lord, you've promised us rest if we'll come to you humbly and accept your salvation. You've promised us rest if we would just trust in what you did for us at the cross and the empty tomb. And Lord, we want to come now to you. We want to lay down before you, Lord, our religious acts. We want to lay down before you our good works. We want to lay down before you, Lord God, our moral code, our religious stuff. We want to lay down before you, Lord God, everything that we thought might Win us favor with you. And we want to lay it down before you, Lord, and say, we don't want that anymore. We want to trust in what you did for us when you said, it is finished. So, Lord, please take my life. Take my life, Lord. Cleanse me. 
purify me, make me new, and help me to walk in that newness of life that only comes through you. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. Bless you. If you prayed that for the first time, if you made a decision today to pray for Jesus to be your Savior, please speak to one of us afterwards. We'd love to pray with you again. Um, Just have a chat, help you in this new phase of your life. You can sit down if you're still standing. God bless you. Thank you.